Hey everybody, welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. And I'm Joanne Reed. Well, well, well. Look mm-hmm. who's back in the mother freaking <laughs> joint. <laughs> Came back to America. I know. First off, I was watching you. Uh, it's it's Saturday. We didn't do our usual Thursday taping because right. our schedules were crazy. Yep. Um, watching you on AM Joy this morning. Yes. You're back and you're fabulous. Thank you very much. You know, I had to come back and do a new do. You know, I do a vacation do. You always yes. braid for the vacation. Which I must have to say, pause for this because yeah. everyone was loving your braids with the bun. Everyone was loving everyone. my braid bun. They were hitting me up like I did and I was I started to take credit for it. You should have. That close. Yeah, but go for it. Looks gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah. I always braid because the thing is where you're going, you don't know if you're going to have flat iron or everything will plug in. Smart. And it turns out that I had bought the adapter, right? So we're in South Africa for 11 days. My husband and I, also my producer, Stephanie, we were all in South Africa because we went for Global Citizen plus vacation. Right, right, right. For and your birthday. I, for my birthday. Happy I said, I, Thank you. I wanted to wake up on a game preserve. My goal was to wake up and see an elephant. Oh. Right? And I did see an elephant. Nice. Um, and so... And I named it Melephant, by the way. Every, yeah, I have an elephant named Melephant now. <laughs> but anywho, so um, the idea was to wake up in South Africa, wake up on a game preserve, see elephants, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I bought the adapter, you know, so I could plug stuff in, charge my phone, et cetera. Turns out I bought the one that you can use in London. Not the right one. So huh. we had issues with like trying to make sure that we had the right adapter to be able to plug stuff in. South Africa is on the Euro European system, which is three little circles, which we didn't have. Oh, so yeah. whenever I travel, because I don't know what the electricity situation is going to be, yeah. I braid. I, br- I did my braids for Cuba. <laughs> I do my braids for London. Whenever I travel, I go with the braids, honey, because then that way it's no fuss, no muss. I do a two-week braid, so it's not like a forever braid. Yeah. You know, I did a two-week braid. I and did it like lasted really it, well. It did the full two weeks. Thank you, Miriam, do my you, braider. Do, have you ever done a, a braided bun before? That was the first time I did a braided bun, and oh, I loved it. Oh, cute. Yeah, and I, t- I had to text Miriam, who did the braids, who's here in Brooklyn, um, to thank her because I got rave reviews for the braid bun. You're going to give uh, Miriam some business. I, I would love to refer Anyone who'd like to go to her, she's fabulous and fast. She needs to retweet or repost your braids and say, I did that. She should. She should get on the gram. Got to get on the gram. Got to get on the gram, baby. Got to get on the gram, Oh, my God. Fabulous. So, wait. How was South Africa? Amazing. Yeah. Did you bring back Oprah, which was my one request? So, here's the thing. Don't ask for much. I know. You didn't ask for much. And we were at Global Citizen. Oprah was at Global Citizen. But, of course... I didn't run into Oprah. Reverend Sharpton did. Ah, And here's how he did it. Sharpton. (laughs) First of all, people in South Africa love Reverend Sharpton. I found out when I went down there, he is beloved in South Africa. We could not walk down the street in Johannesburg. We couldn't get through the stadium without people going, Papa, Reverend Sharpton, look at this great man, this great man, this great man. (laughs) People love him. And if you think about it, when Reverend Sharpton was really in the thick of fighting for African Americans, for black people here yeah. in New York. That was in late 80s, right? Early 90s. At the same time, the peak sort of end game of apartheid was so happening. True. So while they were fighting that end game of apartheid and Nelson Mandela was still in prison in his 25th and 26th and 27th year of prison, they were seeing this black man is in New York fighting for black people. So they revere him. 
everywhere yeah. we went. He wow. was a superstar. That's interesting. And I'm sure once Mandela was released, Al Sharpton was in the mix, probably he was in the with mix. him in some kind of way. Exactly. He was That's in the mix. Interesting. And so it was interesting being there with him just to see the, the you know, and people love him here. I mean, when you're yeah, with him in I New was York, say. it's the same thing. But there it was intense. Yeah. The wow. love for him was intense. And so it was very interesting just to see how the civil rights movement that he led here in New York played there. Hmm. It was they were watching it happen, watching it unfold and they revere him. So that was interesting. And then while I was down there, um, I met my father's best friend. We spent yes. time with him, which was fascinating to learn all these stories about my father. Really? I got the photographs of the first picture that my father and his best friend, Bene Mpoko, took when they landed in New York. He gave me the pictures of black and white Polaroid. That's, and how do you process all of that? Because you did not have the greatest relationship with your dad. At all. And it's funny because my now Uncle Benny, his best friend, is so remarkable. Um, he's the ambassador from Congo to South Africa. I met him because of Patrick Gaspard, who used to be my boss oh, yeah, when yeah. I worked in politics. And Patrick is Congolese as well. And uh, Congolese and Haitian. He was actually born in the Congo. So we have this connection. And he just happened to introduce me completely out of the blue yeah. to this person who turns out to be my father's literal best friend wow. who came to America with him in 1963. And so he told you things about your dad you had no idea about. No idea, including the fact that uh, I found out through him and his amazing wife, Poppy, uh, that my father was already married when he married my mama. You know, my what? father multiple married. A lot of African men of that generation multiple married. Wow. And he oh, did okay. as well. Yeah. Wow. His father had 11 wives. Girl, father. how did you process all of that? Were it, you just like, is it? are you just so ra- far removed from emotion when it comes to your dad that it was just like it is what it is it is what it is I've always I have been the most removed emotionally from my father the, my whole life I, I've been the one who could talk to him on the phone I could you know listen to his crazy jokes and all that stuff because I'm very emotionally removed I was I was my, very a mama's girl Okay, I was my mama's girl so I didn't really have that emotional issue whereas my sister and brother were a lot more emotionally you know wrought with it um, so I'm I just processed it like this is just more stories I it's a fa- he's a fascinating person my father yeah. let me tell you the best part of it and th- this is the craziest part of it okay i don't know if i can i'm ready for this wait let me sip some take one. some sip take okay. a, basically we have a red and a white have you tried both the mm. red and the white yeah yeah so we Let's have what we o'shaughnessy have. is the red from napa valley okay let me taste napa, napa valley napa valley it is mm. a cab mm. it's delicious it's very good i love it so much and then mm. we have a a very thin bottle of white okay which, courtesy of stephanie who was with stephanie. me in south africa yes and she said that she wanted us to try this it's called, it's from the Wolfer Estate. Oh, I've been to this vineyard. Oh. I went there for a birthday weekend. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you ever go um, to Long Island, uh, you know, to the Wolfer Estate, it is a fabulous place to go. I'm telling you. It's right on Long Island? In the middle of nowhere. Oh. It is like, uh, you know... It's it's in the middle of nowhere, and you walk in this door, and it's like a fabulous party. Okay. Like it's peace and quiet. You open the door, it's like ah. that's awesome. You can do flights. There's great food. There are people at the bar. You can get tables. It is very festive and fabulous. I this is one of my favorite places. My and boyfriend it took like me peaches. here. For, uh, ooh, 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 I got to taste some of this, but it's the cutest bottle. It's a slim little, pretty little bottle, and it says written on it. Put me on the podcast. Listen. <laughs> Listen, thank you, Stephanie. Yes, and Stephanie, Stephanie, you should hook us up to do a podcast live from the Wolfer Estate. Go for it, Stephanie. You would love Super it, Super producer Stephanie Cargill. Hello, you've been name-checked. Work do on it. that. Work do it. it. Do Work it. it. She's so, in Hawaii. So anyway, okay, so, so this is a crazy story. fascinating thing. So, okay, I took my sip of wine. I'm ready. So I meet my father's best friend and his amazing wife, his amazing kids, their grandkids. They're just amazing people. Mm-hmm. I'm, You know, it was like... 
he's like my dad only better <laughs> like way better <laughs> right so and he's amazing and i love them and they're so much they were so hospitable to us they arranged for me to get my safari which was my dream nice. yeah so thank you poppy and so it was really great and they are wonderful um and then i get back to the united states after leaving my laptop on the plane uh. anyway, uh, but anyway uh, i end up landing in the united states and on the whole flight back on british airways there was no wi-fi mm. So, you know, when you land and you get Wi-Fi and then all of a sudden things Everything. start popping in? You had to get like a thousand, a thousand texts and emails. Text emails. <laughs> One of the emails is from a guy who I didn't know who says he is my uncle. That I should call him my uncle. I'm like, okay. He's like, my wife and I are going to be in New York and we should meet up. I'm thinking he must have come from my Uncle Betty. Like, they must know each other. Right. Completely coincidental. Right. Turns out that this gentleman, who's a white gentleman. Oh, this is really interesting. Go on. Is was a kid about seven years old and his brother was nine when my father came to the United States. Remember, I just learned all these stories about my father coming to the United States, about when he came, where he went to school in Iowa, all this great information. It turns out when he got to Iowa to, you know, they scattered these African, you know, they were like, you know, some prominent person's son in Africa and they brought them over. Nine Congolese came over in this program. Obama's dad came from Kenya. Most people came from Kenya and Nigeria. My father came from the Congo. Right. He gets to Iowa. They send him to college. He stays with this white family. And now the ki- the one the, the younger son in the family is an adult, right? He's in New York with his wife. He wants to meet me. Completely coincidental. Literally. he's the, the email is in my email when I land. Oh, my God. So he came yesterday to Rockefeller Center with his wife, lovely wife. We met. Fabulous, wonderful, wonderful person. Oh, my God. Girl, let me tell you what he told me. What? He asked me the question that people ask that you usually give the answer to, which is, so do you go by Joy or Joy Ann? Right. And I said, well, I usually go by Joy, but my play cousin Jackie Reed has made me go back to Joy Ann. (laughs) Which is your name. Which is because it's my name. Right. And he says, that's interesting because he said, you know that that's my mother's name. (gasps) And I said, Joy? He said, no, Joy Ann. Oh, my goodness. Jackie Reed. You're named after a white woman. I'm named (laughs) after this, apparently, because it's the only place they could have gotten the Joy with the Ann. Right. I've never known a Joy Ann, ever. And my mother always said, oh, we just named you Joy because you were born in December and it was Joy for your sister got a sister. But Joy Ann. Joy Ann? Where'd you get that from? Yeah. Joy, yes, for the holidays. Joy Ann, no. But no. So my sister's name is June. She was born in June. Right. And she was born in Iowa. Mm -hmm. So I know that, you know, my mother and father met in Iowa. Oh, my God. That's where my sister was born. When my sister was born, my father was living, or at least he had lived with this white family. That was his sponsor family. And the mother's name is Joy Ann. Oh, my goodness. Girl. Oh my goodness! I, I found was not that, ready for I that. I felt like like I was like the guy who wrote Roots. I felt like I was like <laughs> this is like Roots. <laughs> this is like a Kunta Kinte moment. Wait a minute. So did he tell you anything about his mother, the original totally. Joanne? She's still alive. <gasps> she You've lives in Arizona. Her. I must meet you her. You have to meet her. So and this was where it was teeing. I was asked. We were talking about Golden Globes, right? So they live in California. So I am now. A- 100% going to the Golden Globe so that I can have dinner with them and I have got to meet his mom. You I think on the way back I may make a detour to go to Arizona to meet his mom because this lady basically was like a mother to my father. Yeah, She was his second mother and when he would call her, this 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 gentleman, my new other uncle said um, his name is Carl, my uncle Carl yeah. that um, 
my father would call and say, how's mom? That She was like a second mother to him. Oh, my. Joy Ann. So given the fact that he considered her his mother, the fact that he named his daughter Joy Ann is elementary, my dear Watson. I'm named after this lovely white woman. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that crazy? Girl, and that does it for this episode of Read This, Read That, Enjoy Your Holiday. I'm done. I am done. I mean, what? girl. This what? Is, so this vacation has been the most eventful, mo- sort of <gasps> significant vacation say, since I was a kid. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so did your uncle, Uncle Carl, tell you additional just details, information totally. about your dad? I found out that my father did taught at a Peace Corps school in the Virgin Islands when this when my Uncle Carl was in high school. He visited him in the Virgin Islands at a Peace Corps camp. My father was a terrible father, but apparently yeah. was a wonderful person. Oh, my goodness. He did all these like charitable things. I mean, he was telling me all these stories. I'm like, that doesn't even say. But when I knew he really was talking about Sebastian, because, you know, sometimes I was like, this guy sounds like too good of a person to my dad. Is this the same person? Is when he told me about his leather suit. (laughs) Now, this is true, because when my father would show up and he didn't come a lot. But, you know, one of the things Congolese men are known for is dapper dressing. Right. It's like there's a dapper dressing tradition. So they're like very dandies. My father used to come, honey, when he would the few times he did come to see us. Yeah. He had the leather pants. But you don't stop there. He had the butter leather jacket, but you don't stop there. Oh, you got to have the hat. You know, you got the little hat going right, on. Right, right, right. He would have the wide lapels. He pretty much looked like Superfly <laughs> in the late seventies. Or somebody from the show. What's happening? He looked like. <laughs> or that's what, my mama. That's my mama. <laughs> and that's how he dressed. He had the platform shoes. <laughs> he used to drive a spider. Like he would come dapper Dan. Are you serious? And this guy described the same clothing. The same leather suits. And I was like, okay. So how old was your father? What was the time span that he lived with this family? So when he came there, because they brought these young men over for college, but they were a little bit older than U.S. college students. Okay. So they were all about 20 to 21 years old Mm. when they came over. So he was about 20, 21, and my Uncle Carl was like seven, and his brother was nine. And I actually have, this is a true story, going back to New York, I don't have tons of pictures of my father. One of my few pictures I have of him that I've had since Denver, and we never knew what it was or Mm. who these people were, is my father in a Polaroid picture in a living room, a 70s or 60s looking living room with like paneling on the walls, a white older couple and two little white boys. And when I grew up, I always thought that maybe this was, you know, my, my father has a lot of kids. Right. And I thought, you know, sometimes mixed race people just come out really light skinned. They can right. be like a Mariah Carey type of look. Right. So I'm thinking this must be one of his other families. Mm-hmm. That's what I always assumed. Right. Now I'm realizing this is that family. That's who, why he kept oh this picture all these years, why it was one of his possessions. Because when we, you know, when my mother passed away, we packed up everything. And we didn't save much because, you know, there was this guy who volunteered to, like, take all our stuff and put it in his basement. His basement flooded. We lost all our shit. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of photographs and a lot of my childhood mementos and things are gone. Right. But this is one of the things that survived. It's this picture of my father with this white family. It's this guy. It's Uncle Carl. And the woman in the picture is Joanne. Did those Oh, this is fascinating. I'm saying. Okay, so wait, I have more questions. Did your uncle, Uncle Carl, did they meet you when you were a baby? Did they ever meet you before? No, because no, because we so he was still young when my you know, when my father moved away. So I was born in Brooklyn. Right. um, And I'm only a year and a half younger than my sister. Right. So he would have left shortly after they left. And my mother went to NYU. So how did he know how to find you? 
my brother. So he, tra- so my, 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 I don't know if I've told you this before, but my brother is the one who's in touch with people. He's been on this mission to find all of the Lamena kids who all are bubble, little, little bubble head Lamenas with all our same forehead. Remember the forehead that was in my pictures? <laughs> we all had that. So he just keep looking for all the little bubble head Lamenas and he's been finding all the Lamena children and the people. He somehow was tracked down by, by this Uncle Carl. So he was the first one he found. Really? So he got my email from my brother, from Orrin. So how many children are there? Th- from our count, we think my father has about a dozen kids. So more than Eddie Murphy. More than Eddie Murphy. And his father had 11 wives. My father's father had 11 wives. Oh, my goodness. Because you, in the tradition of a lot of these, he's a Hausa. So in a lot of these tribes, you marry how many women you can afford. It's a sign of wealth. Yeah. And he had high position in his tribe mm-hmm. so if you're a man of high position you marry as many women as you can My as goodness. many as you can afford uh, uh and they're all ranked wives so it, so are in your brother's search are most of the lamina kids in the u.s or in some are in the u.s some are in the congo they're they're scattered all around really yeah and there's one in ohio that we know of um, we think there's one in Texas, at least one, mm-hmm. but they're kind of all over the place. But a lot of them are still in in the Congo. So have any of them ever tried to reach out to you directly to Orin? So my brother is in touch with a probably good four of them. Because okay. when my father died, a lot of them reached out on Facebook and he's been like talking to them. Trans, you know, they, they speak French mm-hmm. or and their native, whatever the native you know, tribal language. So he's been using like Google Translate to talk to them. So he talks to them. Really? Well, he talks to them. Oh, Lord. So we're trying to track him down. You know what this means. I'm very concerned. Netflix series. (laughs) Well, this is a documentary. It's a documentary. And I wanted to make a documentary about my family. It's funny because I came back and I did call my agent, who's my my, my substitute big brother, um, and, and had this conversation with him because I really do think it would be an interesting sort of roots ish documentary because my mother's side is fascinating too. No, there's no, I think this, the father's story stands alone. You can do mama. It could be a two-parter. It could be a two-parter because they both of their stories are so interesting how these two people came from completely different places. And, you know, my mother came over from British Guyana on a steamship to London. They messed her name up. So her name was mixed up. So it was hard to find her on the manifest. Like they have fascinating stories and they somehow found each other in Iowa. In Iowa. There were like eight black people. In, in what year? What year was this? So my father landed in America. It looks like in 1963. I know my mother came to the United States in 1960. What was she doing in Iowa? That I have no <laughs> bloody idea. No idea. What None. The hell? No idea. Oh my None. goodness. And she, you know, most Indian parents don't talk. Mm-hmm. So we never could get her to tell. I the only thing I know about my mother's history is that she was supposed to marry this man who was a doctor. And he died of a heart attack in his 40s. He Damn. was like 41, 42 years old. He dropped dead. Before they got married. And then she left Guyana. And took off, got on a steamship and went to London Mm. and went to college and became a teacher. Mm. And then Mm. somehow found her way to the United States, to Iowa. Mm. Mm. And Mm. I have no idea why. And met your papa. And met that man and, you know, one thing led to another. Here you are. (laughs) And here you are. And here we are. (laughs) Had three kids with him and (laughs) sent his behind back to the Congo. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh, so that's 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 my uh, December. How are you doing? Wait, I just have to think about the fact that I'm glad that you girl, because you are. Let me tell you something about Joanne. If you guys don't know this, if Joanne has a cousin, God, 
aunt, God sister, guy, anything that is re- she's going to show up at a birthday party, <laughs> bar mitzvah, <laughs> funeral, uh, you know, christening. She's coming to she goes to so many family functions mm-hmm. and will feel tremendous guilt if she misses anything. But now, oh, don't let these folks these have a bar mitzvah. I will be girls, there. I'm going to be at the bar mitzvah stuff, like you're going to be flying and going all over the place. Give me a dreidel. I'm going to be at that bar mitzvah. <laughs> I don't even know what the traditions are, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to be at the bar mitzvahs. I'm going to be the only black person just like, I'm going to be ringing dreidel, it in. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Yeah, I'm going to be ringing it in with my dreidel. Yes, yes, because I love to participate. Uh, yes, you do. You yes. do. But I'm just thinking with all these additional siblings. Isn't it amazing? And their families. Yeah. And their families. Yeah. Oh, my god. And everyone's an uncle. And, I mean, in my, tra- you know, everyone's an uncle and auntie. Right. It's a black thing, too, that yeah, everyone's your uncle and true. auntie. But this is a That's white family. That's how we're family. play cousins. That's where play cousins, right? Everyone's play cousin, un- uncle, auntie. You just call everybody uncle. Uncle and auntie. But I do have to say that this um, Congolese family that is now my uncle, I adore. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad we found them. I am, too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that they're connected to your father. Um, I would, I'm going to have a... I just love, I would love for you to just dig deeper into your feelings about this. I know. I do need to do that because, yeah, because I'm so disconnected you from it. You really are. Yeah. I wish they could see your face. You're just so like, whatever. That's how I've always been. And it's funny because that's why when my father would call, and remember, it's upside down. So they're in the future. So that's why I'm back from the future. So that's yeah. the thing I've been to the future. Because uh, South Africa is seven hours ahead of right. us. So sometimes it's tomorrow already. Yeah. So whenever he would call us, it would be like three o'clock in the morning. Because he's on upside down time. Like it's right. summer there now. Right. If we were there. It's our winter. It's their summer. Right. We're on the other side of the equator. So, you know, when he would call at three o'clock in the morning, I'm the one who would get on the phone because I didn't have any emotional attachment that I didn't have a problem talking to him because mm, mm, mm. I just disconnect from it. And he's my father was actually, you know, he was a terrible father, terrible husband, all that stuff. But he was a very funny guy, very mm-hmm. urbane. He would tell jokes. He always had stories. He was a very entertaining person. Well, well, well. <laughs> that answers a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and they're okay. Okay. Entertaining, big forehead. Yeah, that makes sense. It's funny. all genetic. It's all, I, it makes sense. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, this so is fascinating. It really was. It so, really is, and I have it's to coincidental say. because I thought that maybe Uncle Carl knows Uncle Benny, but they don't even know each other. Because remember, they all scattered them. Yeah. So Benning went to Pomona, California, Pomona College, California. My father went to Iowa, and then they had a third friend um, who went to Florida. Yeah. Because oh they were these governments were just looking for a bargain. Yeah. They were just like where they they didn't know much about U.S. culture or the map. They were just like give us a good school. We because they were paying full fare. Think about that. These governments and the other thing that I learned just from being down there is these governments. Uh, the Kennedy administration when they implemented this were in a arms race of sorts with the Russians because the Soviet Union was making the same offer to newly liberated African nations and saying. We'll bring you to Moscow and we will educate whoever, you know, the son of the chief or the son of the tribal leader and, you know, give us your sort of outstanding young men. We'll educate them and then we'll get them on our side and send them back to run the country. That was the idea. The Kennedy administration, which part of it was funded by Harry Belafonte and some other prominent African-Americans, got in there first. And made these offers. And the vast majority of the men they brought over, young men they brought over, were from Kenya and Nigeria. Because they were newly independent. Yeah. Meanwhile, when all this was happening, South Africa was in still embroiled in apartheid. 
So think about that. The Kennedy administration was ignoring apartheid, right. ignoring basically the enslavement of black people two countries down mm-hmm. and taking young men from Congo, Kenya, and Nigeria and bringing them to the U.S., sending them all around. At one point, my Uncle Benny was student body president of Pomona, went and met Nixon. Really? Yeah. They were free. I mean, imagine this. If you're a white That's- person then, you wouldn't let a black person necessarily eat in your house, right? But you let this African, right? Per- right? I mean, it was a different kind of time where there was segregation. Yeah. But not for these people because they're foreign blacks. I've told you that before that my godmother was here. They met my mother and godmother met in New York. So probably like 1964-ish, maybe they met at NYU because they were students there together. And they would say that the African-American students would say to them, you get away with stuff because that accent. Because mm. they think of you as foreign, not black. Right. Not African-American. You weren't African-American. So you're black, but you're not our blacks. I would love for somebody to trace the trajectory of success of Africans who did not have to encounter, who came to this country and didn't have to encounter slavery and their descendants. Yes. You know what I mean? Their children um, and the of African-Americans whose parents, you know, went through slavery yeah. and, and all of that and their success and experiences. Yeah. It's very different. It's very, very different. interesting. But a lot of what we don't realize, and I just learned this just being in South Africa, there was slavery on the continent too. White people came, Europeans came, and when they got to South Africa, they enslaved, but not like those here. Africans, but not, not the like same. here. They didn't breed them as, sla- as right. slaves. Right. But they enslaved them, and they enslaved Malaysians and Indians, imported them from India and Malaysia, and enslaved them on the African continent. But the mentality of African Americans as a result of slavery um, definitely impacts our rate of success totally. here in the U.S. as opposed to. Most of the Africans who are here now, or I should say, you know, people who's, who never who never encountered slavery as right. part of their history, yeah. whose descendants are here now. Yeah. And they're, because they just don't have that they baggage. Have that. Well, think about Ethiopians. And I just found this out on this trip. I feel like I've learned all these things that I thought I should know. Ethiopia was the only African nation that was never subject to enslave to slavery and never conquered or colonized it's the one uncolonized hmm. african country is and it the only one it's the only one ethiopia was uncolonized completely there is no european nation that named things leopoldville <laughs> and, and all that none of that and so my uncle gave me a picture that's remarkable of the queen of england honey the current queen of england when she was young bowing to Emperor Haile Selassie of Ethiopia. Why? Because she was a queen, newly installed, but he was an emperor. Girl, that was on the crown. Did they do that on the crown? I think they did. I mean, oh my, I don't, how did I miss that? That is the, the most remarkable. Series, the crown. I watched the crown. I think that, I think something like that happened on the crown. They definitely went to Africa and yes. encountered all um, of these chiefs. Yes, they did. Okay, I have to go back and see if, if they did the bow because I had never seen it. It's a, there's an there's an old black and white photo of her curtsying and Prince Philip bowing. I think that that to happened. Haile Selassie. I think that I got to go back and watch that too because there was definitely a moment. I remember them Prince interacting. Philip was kind of laughing at you know the headdress. That's right, and she was like. He's a king. Correct. Oh, yeah. I have to go back and watch that. And while we were in South Africa, we met the king of the Zulus. Really? And we called him Your Majesty. Fascinating. And had to curtsy. When we met the king of the Zulus, we curtsied. Yeah. And called him Your Majesty. Isn't that amazing? Girl, whenever I... 
you know, just because of how my crazy brain works. Whenever I think about, you know, Africa and the different countries there and just how it, it's just diversity, even amongst the countries totally. there to the experiences that the black people have had there. Um, and I think about someone that I used to work for that will remain nameless who thought that Africa was a country, mm-hmm. like in the continent. Yeah. A lot of Americans make that was a, a country. was a grown ass person, too. Yeah. Didn't Trump call it a country once? He may have. Yeah. People were like the country of Africa. It's like, dude, there's like 170 countries. And this was like, an argument. Like, I was trying to tell him, dude, it's really not. And I was like, you know how. Oh, you mean argued with you oh, that yes! it's a country? I was like, yes. I was like, you know how Canada <laughs> and Mexico <laughs> are connected to, you know, the United States, but they're different. I was like, it's like that. And he was like, really? No, he. I'm telling you, he was. He did not want to believe me. But men, fifty four you know, countries in Africa. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing that this person would argue and actually debate you on that point. Grown ass, grown. It's ass like man. you know, like Europe isn't a country. It's got countries in it. Yes, and Africa same way. But this is like you know. And how also, do you not know you that? Can put America in Africa in the continent like four times. It's Ooh. huge. I can't. It couldn't be a cut. It's huge. I have been to Africa twice, and I would Ooh. love to go back. I'd love to take my mother because she's never been. Where have you been? Where have I, you I been went to Africa? Durban, South Africa. Okay, and stayed on this fabulous resort. There It was right on the water. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and we were kind of secluded from everything. We didn't really have time to go on a safari because I was there to work. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of work to be done, so I didn't really have time to tour. Yeah. I had a little bit of time to work out, go running, go biking. I made sure I did that in the morning. Durban's supposed to be beautiful. It is beautiful. I mean, <clears throat> this resort we stayed on, we had individual, um, you know, like a, houses that we stayed in. There'd be little monkeys outside, little animals yes. running around right outside. It was beautiful. So um, you were near where Nelson Mandela's tribe is from. Oh, really? He's from that area, the Eastern Cape. Ah. Yeah, around that area, closer to there. Well, unfortunately, we didn't learn any of that when we were there. We were there to work. Yeah. Um, I was there doing radio. Okay. And so we would um, go to this local radio station. Um, and it was an interesting experience. I was there for about 10 days. Okay. A long time. And then the other time that I went there, I went to the Sudan. Oh. Yeah. And that was interesting. There was a group of black journalists that went. Yeah. And the president of that country brought us there. Yeah. And we, I went to Darfur. Upper Egypt. Yep. It was an incredible experience. We had a tour bus mm-hmm. um, that we were all on. Big bus. And we were going to the president's home tribe. Okay. Um, and our bus got stuck in the sand. Oh. <laughs> we had to, the fellas had to get out and push. But it was, you know, it, it was really an interesting experience. Um. So those two times, yeah, you know, that well, I had a chance. Two more to, times than I had ever been. That's amazing. This was your first time? Never been on the continent. Oh, my God. At all. Because I always told my father, I'll come visit you when you pay for the ticket. And he yeah. never did. <laughs> so I had, we have three oh, kids. It would have been five tickets. And, you know, when you're coming up and you broke, we didn't have the money to pay for five tickets. And we yeah. were going to leave our kids behind. They were little. Yeah. So we never were able to really get it together to have five of us go. But the next trip we take, we're definitely taking the kids. You have to take them. They have to go. Yeah. yeah, and I want to go to the Congo. So I'm trying to arrange next year to go to the Congo. 
um, when my uncle is there. So we can, because you have to go with someone to the Congo. It's a little different than South Africa. It's not yeah. as touristy. Mm-hmm. And I'd be going to, fam- you know, see family and stuff. I'm going to have to take a barrel, though. Yeah. You know, like when you go to the Caribbean, you go home, you got to take a barrel. Yeah. Because everybody's going to be like, wait, where'd you bring me? From America. <laughs> So I'm going to have to bring a barrel. But I, I really want to go to the Congo. I definitely want to go to Malawi, mm. um, which I may have to like tag on to Lawrence O'Donnell next time he goes because he does the Kind Fund. The oh, yeah, I saw death. that. I saw a promo for that. Absolutely. So I would love to go to Malawi. Um, apparently, Rwanda is a great place to go. That's where I went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. No, you Dur- no, oh, oh, yeah. No, Rwanda would be great. So we have to do that. Um, Botswana is supposed to be beautiful. And Namibia. The, supposedly the most beautiful country is mm. Namibia. Because Namibia is like right north of South Africa. So it's on, there's part of it that's on the water. Yeah. And it's got these lush, beautiful greens. And it's one of the places a lot of Europeans and Americans go to safari. This is going to be a, an annual trip for you. I'm going to definitely try to go. Place. I want to go Africa, at least once country. a year. Absolutely. At least once a year. So that I have to go 58 nice. times. So I have to live to be, what, 80? <laughs> well, you can step it up once you retire. I can step it you up a little bit. twice or That's three true. times a year. Good point. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair point. <laughs> so what do you have going for Golden Globes? Now, you're going to Golden Globes. Yeah, I'm going to Golden Globes. Okay. Um, What's your regimen to get ready for your fabulous dress? Well, you know, it's interesting. You know who's dressing me? Our cousin Tiffany Reed. Oh! Is dressing me for oh the Globes. My God. Fabulous, fabulous self. That's amazing. I know. I'm re- really happy about that. Um, we actually talked this morning and okay. she sent me some ideas. Yes. And she's so, I, I mean, she's so good at pulling together looks. Yes. I love her so much. So we're working together. <clears throat> January 6th mm-hmm. is the date. So yep. when I leave here, I yep. will be heading back to go to the gym mm-hmm. after my wine wears off. Yes. Because I didn't get to work out this morning. But, okay. you know, for me, you know, I, it's not like I eat a lot of bad food. Yeah. And I'm Because really, you don't eat food. You're a vegan. I, you know, my boyfriend says the eat. same thing. I, he just said that to me. I do eat food. I eat lots. I eat, My mother's like, grass you're eating food. all the time. Yeah, grass is I food. eat nuts. I eat legumes <laughs> satan otherwise known I as eat, satan i eat all kinds of beans Bean, yeah lots of vegetables oh, you gonna be anemic. lots of fruit i am not because i definitely get my protein <laughs> from my nuts like all kinds of nuts i love a nut <laughs> <laughs> you don't eat food but it's all good i do okay it's so funny i went out to dinner with my boyfriend last night and he was like because he's so sweet. He's so accommodating, too. He's like, well... He it, is the nicest person in the world, by the he way. Really he is. really is. Listen, to date me, you got to be patient <laughs> and nice. And he is. He's calm. He's calm. He's like the right demeanor for you because he's super understated, like low-key. Steady. 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 Yeah. But when he has to be, this yeah. is what I love about him. You cannot walk all over him. Right. He can be very firm <laughs> and assertive. Get, when get he you needs. together. He knows how to tell me no. <laughs> And I'm just like, wait, what? Do what? No. <laughs> what do you mean no? He's like, no means no. Okay, let's stop. Okay. No, he can. Yeah, he can. He can put that down. So, but he is very sweet and very accommodating. And so we were going out to eat last night, and I was like, because he's always like, let's go to a vegan restaurant. Or he's like, well, they're not going to have anything you like, so right. let's not. And I'm like, no, let's go to one of your places, and I'll find something to eat. I'll okay. figure it out. Okay. So we went to this seafood restaurant that he loves. It's a Greek seafood restaurant mm. the food is delicious i've been there before before i became vegan yep so i ate a white bean hummus okay and some olives lots of olives are you starving to death wait listen and then they made like this egg plant um hummus kind of thing okay um well i, I should call it a dip 
They just yeah. kind of pureed some eggplant. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. Okay. And then I had a Greek salad without the feta. Okay. Or anything else. So it was it was great. Lots of great tomatoes. You know what I it love about you, delicious. Cousin Jackie? You make starvation sound so <laughs> fabulous. Like, you're literally starving to death, but you make it I'm sound not fierce. I'm starving. I'm telling you, I had great... Veganism I was, is death. I cannot is not. live this way. Listen, what's death is eating meat. The Listen, animals I've that you kill. Meat. No, I've stopped Wait, eating meat. I'm going to pull up a video. Oh, God. Okay, so I the only thing I was I'm eating um, when animals. I was in South Africa was fish. Because of you, <laughs> I had king clip literally every night. Because king clip is like the fish... That's the fish that you eat from down there. Yeah. It's all, it's not farm raised. It's all natural. They catch it. It's natural. It's not like they're breeding them and farming them and being cruel to them. Right. But I think, you know, Jesus ate a fish. So if Jesus can eat it, I can eat it. That's so, what those people wrote in the Bible. I don't, I don't, he, maybe he didn't. <laughs> I, I think he did. He ate the fish and the loaves. So I basically was living on fish and all their local foods. But I, I have to eat fish so I won't die. I mean, I don't have a problem with people eating, you know, if you're in a third world country or something like that. I don't mind eating what you have to eat. I mean, eating plant based is much healthier and mm-hmm. it really can. It, but factory farming is what I'm, I really have a problem no, with. No, I, I hear really, you. really do. And I like animals. I don't love them, but I like them. You don't like animals. I, you I tolerate don't like my them. animals. You have a cat that, when's the last time you've seen the cat? Did anybody even watch the cat when you were in South Africa? I don't know. When's the last time you bought cat food? I rest oh, my I case. Remember. I don't even want to talk about that. Winsome takes care of the cat. Oh, I mean, we have to, We can't say her name, but my daughter takes care of the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put a sign up. <laughs> don't says, say Don't name. say her name. Don't yeah. say her name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my daughter does not want to be associated at all with me. Understandably. No, but she doesn't want the social media backlash. Because those crazy Crazies. assholes on yeah. social media They're who horrible. would go after somebody's child. Mm-hmm. I can't. It's awful. Don't but get me started. Anywho, so let's talk about what's going on in the news. Because while I was gone, a whole lot of stuff happened. George Herbert well, wait, Walker wait, Bush wait, died. Wait, oh. wait, wait. So wait. I just want to be clear on the Globes. Yes. So you're going to meet your Uncle Carl. So when? So I'm following you to the Globes. Yes. I, I will be. I finally got in the gym in the place where I'm living now. Yeah. So now I have the gym down. I'm going to start going to the gym, try to lose like 10 pounds. I will be following you, you to the Globes. Great. I'm going to follow you to the Globes. But I'm going to definitely meet up with Uncle Carl and hang out with him he and his wife. You can meet them. You Tell can meet them. I, of course, the I want children to come. of Joy Ann. I want them to fly. Um, I want Joy Ann to come. In. I, I need, need her, her to come. come. I might have to get her a ticket and just fly her into L.A. So I can see her. So I can I see, my, see my her. namesake. Yeah. I need yeah. to I need to see My mama. This. I need to witness this. My grandma. So we might be doing a podcast in front of an audience at the Globe. This is what we said. So we, we'll see. We're trying. We should. And so if you're going to be in L.A. for the Golden Globes, just put it in pencil mm-hmm. in your little memory bank yeah. that you might want to come and chill with us. And we will announce those details coming up if if it happens but we're working yeah. on it we'll see it's short notice it. so short notice you know we'll be there it could be fabulous it could be It'll fabulous be beautiful weather yes it's gonna be warm and fantastic i'm looking so forward to it yes i cannot wait i cannot i can't wait, wait to see your dress yeah i can't either i, I don't know my fitting is not until like after christmas so you have a you, oh because you, you can't you can't eat a lot for christmas you gotta like tamp it down well i mean but yeah. you only eat you're vegan you don't eat i do eat <laughs> I do eat. You can't even have cake. <laughs> you, There's plenty of... Let me tell you something. There are plenty of out of shape, shape overweight vegans in the world because they don't eat that healthy. That is true. A lot of Carbs. times to kind of... When you eat vegan comfort food, it's fried. I mean, the yeah. Impossible Burger, which I love, yeah. you know, has it's a fried. lot of calories. Yeah. And they're like, you can eat onion rings, you yep. can eat french fries, yep. you can eat certain cakes and cookies mm-hmm. and 
all kinds of things. They try to like, so that's why I try to eat a lot of natural, non-processed yeah. foods. Right, yeah. A lot I of healthy I did buy foods. because I'm still halfway in and out trying to like not be completely going back to you. meat. I but I bought vegan pizza, which I like the fact that it's the crust because I don't want to eat carbs. Mm. So the crust is made it's from cauliflower, cauliflower yes. which I love cauliflower. I would just eat cauliflower from a bag or I just know. give it to me I love it so they made right. it has the cauliflower crust it has like vegan cheese mm-hmm. so I bought that and I'm the other night did I you had, like it I haven't well so the first time I tried to make it I burnt it so I haven't tasted it I now. can't with these cooking skills and then this, <laughs> I just laughed the other night I had a vegan burger so it's made with seitan and something else uh-huh. Um, and so I made the burger I put it on a bun that doesn't have flour or something or, yeah. Yeah, like a gluteny free bun or something like that and vegan cheese it was quite it was quite tasty let me tell you there's some delicious vegan food they're out they're stepping there. up mm-hmm. you need to lean into the cauliflower pizza crust though I love cauliflower anything I will just eat cauliflower if you let me tell you let me just say this to you because this is a quick go to recipe for you I know you mm-hmm. are challenged you know with the culinary <laughs> skills but here we go <laughs> Get a frozen cauliflower pizza crust, okay. but get the one that's vegan. Get yep. off your phone. Get the one that's vegan. Yes, yes, yes. Get some tomato sauce, right? Like yep. for spaghetti or whatever. Yep. Make sure it's vegan. It doesn't have cheese in it. Put it on the crust, yes. right? We'll toast the crust first for about yes. 10 minutes, okay. five minutes maybe. Yep. Take it out of the oven. Put this on there. Add all the vegetables that you love. Okay. A little bit of vegan cheese. Maybe a little bit of vegan sausage or chicken. Yes. Put that back in the oven. Okay. Let it cook. Take it out. I'm telling you. Okay. Your family will love you and appreciate Can you. Can I just tell you that so every time you explain these things and you make it sound so simple. It is. It's not. How it's like a whole. This? It's just a whole gourmet experience. You're just good at it. I'm just not. And let me tell you a little secret. Yeah. If you roast a little, you know how you can take a gar a, a whole piece of garlic. Yeah. And break it down into pieces. Mm-hmm. If you take it the pieces, don't peel it yet, but roast it in the oven, mm-hmm. and then it's like it gives you like a garlic paste that okay. you can rub on that crust, and it gives you even more flavor. Girl, who has time for that? Yeah, it's not so me. You can go hot I'm curl mix, your hair. I'm about to mix these two. Don't things do together. that. Oh. Why would you this girl like is to about combine. to mix red wine with white wine i just want to taste it girl you've been african you lost your mind <laughs> <laughs> them braids were too tight we to what? <laughs> i'm missing my christmas party we got the wrap you do have to go yes all right well we thank you guys for tuning in to read this read that we do have to wrap up a little early today but but we're gonna try to do a show next week I don't know what there's a possibility that you will not hear from us until the new year there's a possibility you will not hear from us until the year if you don't listen we love you oh good we'll it's be not, not a lack of love not personal not personal read, well, go pull up one of the old episodes please and listen to that and you know what they're still good it'll be new again start from the beginning yes and, and work, go, your, way and work your way through and by the time you finish the new year will be here we'll, and we'll be, be back by the time you get to like Jackie going to the Magic Johnson <laughs> Theater <laughs> which is the classic read this read that episode of all time the but wait there's more or, episode or the but wait there's more the poop episode oh yeah there's once the you poop. get to the poop episode mm-hmm. honey mm. you gonna understand Poopity why I'm not scoop. a vegan scoop scoop poop Listen, follow us on social media, please. Joanne is at Joy Ann Reed. Yes. Because that's her name. I'm it at is. Jackie Reed. Be sure to tune in on AM Joy next <laughs> weekend, Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. until noon, because Joanne will be there. I will be there. And are you going to?
to be on New York Live? Are you are you still here for the rest of the year? It's all pre-recorded. Okay. But we'll be But there. you can still watch it. You can still, it's still watch Jackie it. Jackie Reed on New yeah, York Live. You need here, to do it every day. And on the Hub today. And on the Hub today and also on the Tom Joyner Morning Show Inside Her Story, yes. which is every Thursday. Yes. You tune in about 8 a.m. you get everything. Yes, yes, yes. And just stay on it. Yes. And then by the way, you also have to listen to Jackie Reed's Otro podcast. Yes. An Otro podcast which is re- her inside her story. Inside her story. The podcast. Yes. Which is awesome. So make it's sure. It's on Sirius XM yes. Progress. On Sirius Progress. On Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sunday yes. at 9 a.m. So there's so many ways because Jackie Reed is, is I'm part everywhere. Jamaican. I, yeah. Hey, Amon. It's, yeah. Hey, Amon. I got to do my own little roots thing. Yes, ma'am. Well, all right. Well, we love you guys and we will see you soon. If you don't see us, if you hear us from us next week, listen to some old podcasts. We'll yes. New Year. Yes. Love Bottles you. up. Bye. Bottles up. Baby, tell me, baby, baby. <laughs>